Ignition sequence start. Six, five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engine running. Welcome to a very special episode of On Air Actually Rocket Science. Today it's our 10th episode and we're very proud. It's not only our 10th episode, it's also our one year anniversary. Roughly 12 months ago we uploaded our first episode of this very podcast and want to celebrate it together with you. We've decided to have a Christmas end of the year special for you. My name is Gianluca, this is Benne and roughly one and a half years ago we founded the PR team in its current state. And about one year ago we started this very podcast, most importantly, together with our team. First of all, we really want to say thank you to all of you, our viewers. We're very happy that you're enjoying our content. And that's why we want to give you some behind the scenes inside views today and don't have a podcast guest. But don't worry, the next, let's say, real podcast is already in the making. Let's just start this podcast episode. And for this, we are very happy to welcome part of our original team, that started this whole podcast. So, welcome team. Thank you. Hi. Thanks Hi. for joining. So now we, we first of all want to get a bit into how it all started, how the podcast started. I mean, the, the idea was there already, I think, one year before it started, right, Kilian? Yeah, yeah. I remember I was talking about it in a PR meeting or I think just a general Fachschaft meeting. I think it was a general one, yeah. Originally, I, I was kind of uh, skeptical about the idea, but I'm glad that uh, things uh, ended up working out. Definitely. So, yeah, as we said, it was an idea that already existed one year before we started, but then was only with the with the new students that joined the new help that uh, joined one year ago that we could really realize that idea. And then we started with uh, Professor Daoud and it was a bit of a struggle in the beginning, right? That's true. It was quite hilarious because we all didn't know what to do. We were all a bit nervous. Um, we, we set up the mics. We were like, oh, my God, it's going to be amazing. Then we tried to set up a stand. It just fell over and we're like, oh, my God, this is going to be horrible. He said, don't worry, I can just hold the mic. It's all right. And then we, we basically sorted and we really felt like how everyone was like, this, this, is, this is very nerve wracking. But in the end, it worked out really well. Like, I, I think it was fun. It worked out really well. And um, I'm also very happy that the profs uh, in, in the first podcast, they um, went to us and said, yeah, we really like this format. So we also need to say thank you to all our guests because they supported us. And also a very big thanks to the department because it's not to be taken for granted that they always supported us. And without them, it wouldn't have been possible. Definitely. And while we're in this round of thanking everybody, if you ever wonder to who's behind the great intro song for, for this very podcast, the man is sitting here, uh, the musical genius. And uh, yes, yeah, stay tuned because there will be some new music coming out very soon. Interesting. That's true. That's very true. We, we have so many we have so many talents here, you won't believe this. They're all... You're going to discover the next great artist. <laughs> no, right? We're all going to quit aerospace and start a band. And then we're saying it right now. At least there's a backup plan, I guess. <laughs> so yeah, let's get a bit more into, into the history again. And, and maybe, Paula, what was your personal highlight from the podcast you, you've heard and, and done so far? I mean, the most I remember was just sitting on my laptop for hours, being confused about what I was supposed to research, especially for the first podcast, because we didn't really know how we wanted the episode to be. So having to basically stalk the professors yeah. was always interesting. 
finding random CVs or interests of theirs. Um, and my special highlight is the script, of course. I, I mean, I feel like, you know, I didn't host the first episode, but I did quite a bit of research with you guys. I learned a lot about multidisciplinary multidisciplinary design optimization. So you mean MDOs? MDO. And I feel like just generally, you don't have to host an episode to learn so much about what's going on about the professor's life and, and what they do with their research. It's it's a great way to get some more out of it than just the academia stuff. And in general, that's very important. It's not only the people you see in front of the camera that are hosting the episode. It's a lot of uh, students researching things, setting up the cameras, preparing the rooms, cutting or editing the videos. So it's a, it's a great team behind it. And uh, definitely without the team, it wouldn't be possible. But uh, yeah, Phil, what was what was your personal highlight? You already mentioned the mic stand. Maybe that's a story. <laughs> oh, uh, I mean, sure, that was a story. I, I think uh, it's hard because there's just so many funny moments. I mean, my highlights would not even be in a podcast. My highlights would sometimes be like sitting there and watching people have a podcast because you you can now then just observe like all. Sometimes you need to think about this when we pan the camera to the professor or something when he's t telling something. You know, we have us sitting there and like listening very attentively and trying to understand what they were saying. And and my absolute highlight, I, I'm sorry, Kiki, I'm going to bring this up, is when 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 we were recording World's podcast. And you know, like it, it was, we 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 recorded a lot of podcasts back to back, and it was it was you know a lot of a lot of work at that time. And and the first podcast, you know, like Kiki bangs it out. It's, it's crazy. It's really good. And for the second podcast, you see already he's a bit you know a bit more tired, but he's really still in there. And then he asked a question to Rail, and it was there towards the end where it became more technical. And then and then Rail starts talking, and then and then Kiki just looks and then like slightly leans forward, and I'm like, no no no, Kiki, don't fall. And then he casts himself, and he does that for like five minutes. I, over I don't and think over it was again. that bad. My eyes were. It was. It was. My, I was looking my, over. You no, worried. I was. I was trying to get like closer. You know. Yeah, but uh, if I'm correct, there was also um, some of your favorite moments about um, yeah, Fifi and. Uh, oh boy. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I like honestly, I was trying to think what my favorite moment for me. Maybe overall, my favorite moment. I think I really enjoyed the Valta episode, Professor Valta. I wasn't part of it, but just yeah. sitting there. Yep listening to his stories that's that's quite an experience but it's a definitely great and great one being a, it was i think uh fifi had asked professor drexler how you create carbon fibers themselves right so he's going on about like you need strings of carbons and and all this stuff that's right and then he gives this really interesting long answer and then fifi looks him straight in the eyes and just goes 100 <laughs> percent and then proceeds to ask his follow-up question and i was like yeah man Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Definitely. I feel like our favorite moments is just when the other person messed up or did something dumb. So maybe <laughs> that's also f part of it. That's you know, true. Seeing how people learn, and uh, I remember, for example, Paula struggled with the mic in the beginning. In the first episode, a mic Still always is. was down on her lap, and I'm um, holding it very great straight job right now. <laughs> to to to, to uh, Philippe for for fixing that. Uh, but but that's something you can learn during the podcast: just how to hold a mic. Yeah, um, and 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 also how to host episodes. I think it's the most valuable thing I've learned in this entire engineering degree how is to how to hold a mic, which Definitely. is why now I don't have one. I I need to hold. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, at this point, uh, this microphone thing that we don't use mic stands, it, it has become a running gag um, with Professor Manfletti when the mic stand just yes. broke, broke down. So with her, we we tried one. Um, I think you brought one. To yeah, the, to, I brought to, to I brought my 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 microphone. And then we fixed it to one of the couches. Oh no, no, to to, to, to the crate of beer. Like crate of that's beer next exactly. to the couches. If you ever wondered what uh, Otto is usually sitting on, it's crates of beer. 
what sh should it be in a student yeah. council, I guess. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, no, we fix it to, to the to the craze of beer. And then Manfredi asks, is, is it rigid or can I move it? We said, ah, you can definitely move definitely. it. Should turn so easily. 100%. Don't worry about And then she barely touches it and it just <laughs> completely falls apart. Or the other time when uh, recording with Professor Walter and we didn't have any mic stand and uh, yeah, he straight went into this MacGyver mode where he considered uh, using everything that stood around for his mic stand until he found his uh, mug, his cup, and uh, just placed his microphone inside there. So this was very cool that he um, just tried uh, yeah, to come up with some solution. However, then he um, didn't realize that he was banging the table, was banging the the table every once in a while. Yeah. So what about you guys, Januka? What's your, what's your favorite moment? I think, I think my highlight is also one from the Walter episode. When I asked him about uh, Ariane's bus, he just proceeded to kind of claim that Ariane is, is going to die as a company yeah. in, that, in that way and in the way it's existing currently. And I tried to lift the mood a little bit yeah. because it's a big employee in Europe. And I said, ah, maybe we can fix it with good engineers from TUM. But he, he saw no chance whatsoever. Uh, he just said, no, I mean, what, they're going what, to fail. What I really liked about, I think it was your interaction with him, is that at some point, I don't remember exactly what you were saying, but he exists he agreed with you to such an extent that he was like yes exactly that and i felt that that was a real uh, a real nice nice moment that you guys uh, shared there i think in general it's, it's nice that and i feel like we're yeah we're achieving that more and more with every every episode that we get into a real conversation and uh, maybe you listeners can give us some feedback on uh, how you like it if you want more natural interaction or uh, maybe on that side we will lose some of the structure of a usual interview or if you prefer a more structured way where you find out everything. Um, also in terms of length, would you like to see longer episodes or maybe maybe shorter episodes? We can also use this this one uh, for feedback, I guess that would be greatly appreciated. Yeah, that's true. So now we've talked about the past of our podcast. Um, today, you might have realized that we're not sitting in Ottobrunn. So where are we? What is this place that the viewers are seeing now? Yeah, this is the new counts councilate of Ottobrunn. Here in Garching, as most of the students are in Garching right now, we need some representation here. And very thankfully, we got a room from the from the university, the, the old printy for the veterans here at TUM. So old print shop right in front of the Stu Cafe in, in Garching. And we'll have another printer here. So uh, in a couple of weeks, months, nobody really knows, but we'll definitely announce it on a social media. You'll be able to print here. And uh, yeah, we're, we're very happy to have this room. And of course, you're very welcome to, to join us and have a chat with us if you have any questions. Um, most of the time, there's somebody here. And it's on a new set as well. We have professional lighting, don't we? Yes. We I have am, couches, come on. I'm blinded by how professional this lighting is. Yeah. <laughs> so everyone who's uh, listening or hearing to our episode today, we're filming just with the desk lights of uh, the new council room. But they, um, yeah, they hopefully look very good yeah and, and they're very bright so uh, congrats and good job to that swedish uh, furniture shop <laughs> what are we talking about <laughs> as we talked quite a bit about the the history of the podcast and funny moments already uh now we'll dive into to a quiz that one of our freshmen prepared and and that with that i'll hand hand over to the to the voice from the off lily our new freshman thank you now we're going to have a quiz about this podcast Therefore, we prepared multiple statistics on typical buzzwords in advance and let you guess the corresponding hosts. So my first question for you, who of you was the person who said the word like the most times? I mean, in the first episode, it was a problem with 
or before the first episode, it was a problem with Mikkel, I think. Oh, yeah. But I think we fixed it quite yeah, well. I think, I think we did. I remember sitting there, just him repeating yeah. words <laughs> over and over again. But how many times? I, I, don't, I, I don't, I think it's a lot, but not that much. I'd say he probably said like, like about. <laughs> like, like, like. <laughs> I'd say 15 times. 15 times? Is it just the first episode? No, it's all episodes oh, and, uh, oh, oh, on oh. average. Oh, like the average. The average per episode. Oh, I. Who said like the most? I'd say. It. Oh no, it's gonna be Gigi. It's definitely gonna be Gigi. Do you think so? Yeah. 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 So, I, so I think, the data think, from the, for example, from the second episode with with Manfletti. Yeah, I think Gigi's gonna have said an average of ten I times. I think in that episode we were both just. <laughs> I think ten, ten is still quite low, but 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 Greta might be a good idea. Yeah. Do we want? Do we want to log in? Uh, Greta? Final answer. <laughs> Greta. I'm sorry, but that's wrong. No. Wow. <laughs> the winner is Paula with an average of six times per appearance. Oh, yeah. oh. <laughs> Ouch. Greta only reaches four times per appearance. Ah. Gigi letting me down. But that's, I mean, not, that's too not too bad. That's okay. So, the next question. Which one of you used the most fill words such as M, uh, and so on? No doubt about it. Totally. Uh, no doubt about it. Might be. You sure? I mean, I said a lot of M's in the, and I think Paula too, in the Golka episode. But. To be fair, yeah. to our defense, that was also one of the episodes where we went more off script and just tried to have a normal conversation with him. So, um. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> so it does make sense. You guys can say whatever you want. I know. I, 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 I'm, I'm not sure. sure. You think it's yourself? I'm not sure. I don't think so. I think oftentimes, yes. But in the podcast, you just stand there so confident. Because if someone goes and you you're ask them a great, question man. and you go like, that's a great question. And then your confidence is right there. And then you're like just thinking about how great you are. And then you're like not really focused on how much. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm, I'm guessing probably... Take your time. Beta? I think do you yes. might be one of them. Yeah. Because I remember... Um, okay, that's really bad. There you go. But for you, I think it was a lot of times. I love how he isn't even in the discussion. I know. No, we I love, don't need to... Because anytime no. he's looking for yeah. something, he's he just robot. keeps on talking. <laughs> he's a robot. He'll just it say something. He can actually form proper sentences. <laughs> insane. Insane. Crazy. So, Beno or, or Kian? Which one do we, do we choose? Kian. We, we, we can't... Like okay, then we don't necessarily have to choose all the same people, right? I think I agree. You guys with, are I agree with, with Paula and Kilian, so it's Kilian, I think. This time again, it's pretty close. You have chosen wrong again. What? Oh damn! Oh my god! <laughs> and Bina is actually the winner. You have an average of almost thirty-nine, and in oh, the Jesus. And in the episode with Professor Rice, you have a total of 72 times. Oh, my God. 72. Yeah, I counted everything. And Kilian, you were pretty close. You hear the pain in that voice from counting wow. 72 M's. Kilian, you have an average of 36 for this episode. Where was I? Uh, in episode 6, you reached 43 counts. So on to our next question. Which host most frequently found something interesting in an episode? That's definitely Paula. <laughs> no, I've said it like twice. Twice per minute, or? I think you... I think it was cut out both times as well. Maybe. Yeah, we cut out a lot of interesting yeah. reactions just because it was annoying for the listener. If it, if, it, if it was about the most iconic interesting, it would be Paula instantly. Of course, of course. But, but about the number... 
You know what? I think it's Bane again. You think, I think it's, it's Bane? Bane again? <laughs> I, 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 um, I think in Valtas episode, I remember you. But it was interesting. I know, I know, I know. But I remember in that episode because obviously I think in that one we were all a bit more nervous, and when we didn't want to, you know, get too much out of line and try to say something, you often said interesting, and then you compose your words. But, but, but this time I think you really could be right. It He's was interesting, right, and I'm so saying I'm just gonna agree <laughs> with him and think it's you. So is it Bene? No, that's not the case. Oh, it's Greta this time. Oh, oh, in wow. which episode oh, wow. did you have the most? Really? In the second and fifth episode, she reached three times on average. This is my last question for the quiz. Now you guys have the chance to redeem your wrong answers if you at least get this question right. Which host received the most compliments from guests for asking good questions? <laughs> who, who, who received the most good questions? He's very proud of it. I, you, you know what? what? So I have this bad thing that I do in lectures. When a professor says good question, I always say thank you. And I really, I tried. Not annoying at all. I, I tried very hard not to say thank you. And I think there's a couple of times where I just mouth. Oh, I, I can confirm. I can confirm. You need to think about this. We listen back to the audio, just chilling there, you know, every single time. Drexler goes, chill. that was a really good question. Kiki's just, his hand is shaking, goes, thank you. Just, yeah. just to, to be sure just that he to said that. Thank you. Hey, steady hand, steady hand. Look at that. Yes, steady hand. totally. It's Kiki. Finally, you gave the correct answer. It's Killian with a total of six times and on average three times. I'm just that good. I guess <laughs> you, Kilian, probably had the most interesting questions of To them be all. fair, I had a question where the professor literally had to stop for 10 minutes and think about it. So that, We're not going to say which prof. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's it for the quiz. But that's pretty good. That's also very th funny, I think, the, the conversations with the profs after the podcast. Yeah. yeah. Because oftentimes we just sit down with them and, and chat to them. I think, the especially with Daoud, we talked to him about 45 minutes where he kind of gave us advices for our lives and yeah it's really nice I, I think on top of that too I like um my my go-to mic check with the professors is asking them what they had for breakfast and it kind of throws them off a bit and you know it's just funny to be like oh I you know I actually just had a cup of coffee and I'm like oh great what how do you take your coffee and talking about the question you actually used that this week didn't you yeah, so could you explain what happened uh, this Wednesday? What a what a great transition. <laughs> Heavily. Um, yeah, so this uh, this Wednesday, we uh, asked Prof Professor Drexler if we could maybe take a look around the workshop, uh, what goes on behind uh, the research at uh, LTC. And so I think we're going to be starting a new, let's say, video series where we're going to go behind the scenes of different research chairs seeing what kind of machines they have, what kind of stuff they have going on. Um, I think it turned out quite cool. Uh, and I'm excited to see what comes next. But um, yeah, so make sure to check that out once it comes out. Like and subscribe <laughs> yeah, to uh, follow our content because we're already looking forward to these new lecturers. They're going to be awesome. And this new content is probably also possible because we now acquired a lot of new students that are very motivated and uh, to kind of show them a bit more and not just as a voice from the off. Um, we'll switch ar around a little bit here on, this, on the couches and then uh, see you in a bit. So, all right, new face, Lily. Yes, hi, I'm Lily. Yeah, introduce yourself briefly. I I'm in the first semester and yeah, I started working with you guys and okay. that's my first episode. Yeah, Thank welcome. you. Are, are you, uh, you excited? Won't regret it. Are you excited to be uh, destroyed in a quiz right now? Yes. Oh, great friend. <laughs> 
<laughs> Great transition. So we're going to be doing a quiz now with our quiz master, Yannick, who's going to be asking us a series of questions to gauge <laughs> how authentic we are at aerospace topics. So Yannick, go ahead. Thanks for introducing me, Kilian. We will play an aerospace quiz now, but be aware, we also prepared non-aerospace questions. So let's directly start with the first question. The year 2023 is coming to an end, and we also can expect exciting missions in the coming year. Artemis II, the first crewed lunar mission since Apollo 17 in 1972, is planned for November. Who was the last astronaut to set foot on the surface of the moon? It was something with C. I know what his first name is, I think. I, think I, know, I know his first name too, but I don't know his last name. I'm going to... Uh, Eugene something. Oh, we need to clap. That, that's me. That's me uh, checking in. Eugene Candon. Sorry, you are really close, but I cannot count that as the correct answer. Should know this, Pada. I know, I know, I know. <laughs> Wow, this is, this is fantastic. Eugene Castor. Sorry, that's the wrong. The right answer is Eugene Sermon. Oh, come I was so on. close. Oh, you were so close. Yeah. <laughs> With the answer hey, you hey, did no, no, not no. give. It is, it is recorded. Once again, Christmas is just around the corner. It's been two years since, on Christmas Day, the largest and most expensive space telescope ever embarked on its journey to a, the approximately 1.5 million kilometers distant Lagrange point L2 from the crew spaceport. What is the name of the rocket that carried the James Webb Space Telescope to L2? Or would it be? Ariane 5. That's absolutely correct. <laughs> Great. <laughs> we are leading. Woo! Speaking of Ariane 5, Ariane 5's last mission took place in 2023, and ESA's new Ariane 6 is planned to fly first for mid-2024. At the moment, Europe finds itself temporarily without its own access to space. In which month was Ariana 5's last flight? June. No, again, you are really close. <laughs> I say May. Sorry, July is the correct answer. July. Was it closer? It's July. July. Oh, come on. What, you what give mission me that. was you give it? Me that. So it was the 5th of July. What mission was it? It was the last mission. Oh, no. Wow. <laughs> no way. The last flight of Ariana 5 was loaded with a DLR satellite for communication purposes and a French military satellite into a geostationary transfer orbit. What satellite? You might have heard of it already. The German satellite is called Heinrich Hertz. One last question about Ariana 5. Estimate how many missions were flown with Ariana 5. And if I don't get this exactly right, I'm going to get zero points. How <laughs> old is it? No, I, I don't think, I think less than that. I think, I think it's. <laughs> <laughs> that? No, 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 no. Five. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That, that sounds I think that's good. All right. We have no idea, so. What? <laughs> one answer is 18 and the other really answer is 115. 18? <laughs> what? There were over 100 launches with Ariana 5. The absolute number is 117. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> Today, it takes less than two days to fly around the world in an airplane. A century ago, it took about six months. In 1924, the first round-the-world flight in an airplane was completed in numerous stages after 175 days. Of the four planes that took off, only two reached the departure point Seattle again. Which manufacturer built these airplanes? 
Uh, we have an answer. McDonnell Douglas. Yes, we count that as correct. The Douglas Aircraft Company. Yeah, beautiful place. DC3, oh. Originally, the manufacturer was called Douglas Aircraft Company, but today it's known as McDonnell Douglas. Now we are moving to our environment here in Munich, and we were already talking about long distances. So what's the longest distance between two subway stations located one behind the other? The, like, the distance or the stations? The station name, please. Oh, the station names or the distance? Oh, Is it ah. Fred Manning and Gleichenhofbrück? That's totally correct. We also know a lot of famous persons here in Munich, and I have the question, which famous physicist once helped to set up the 10th of Oktoberfest in 1896? Albert Einstein. Albert Einstein is correct. Yeah, there you go. I have a geodesy question for you. Name one of the satellites which is part of the Copernicus Earth Observation Program of the European Union. Ah. <laughs> Sentinel 6. Sentinel is completely correct. Sentinel 6. Do you have a jacket? And I worked on it. Like You worked on it? Uh, in my internship. Now we transition to a section where Tal is telling us about Sentinel 6. <laughs> now we are moving back to aerospace questions. What is the fastest crude plane ever built? Crude plane? Crude. X-15. That's correct. Flown by... Oh, come on. At least you have to know who, who flew. No. Your planes is your expertise. What's his name? The pilot who reached the speed record with X-15 was called William John Knight. After Kikimi just gracefully won the quiz, something interesting still occurred. I learned that someone in this room had the opportunity to work on a Sentinel mission, and I'd be very interested in hearing about it. Is it me? Oh, oh, oh it's her. Oh, Paula. Oh, okay, it's Paula. Yeah. Tell us more about it. So, obviously, I didn't get the chance to directly work on the missions. That would have been a bit insane. Um, but I got the chance to recreate the telemetry system for Sentinel-6 and test it in one of their control rooms on simulations. Um, so that was pretty cool. Um, I, I mean, it was part of my pre-internship for this degree. And I remember struggling a lot trying to find one because I applied quite late. So I managed to get that internship in, um, in September. But I know of a lot of people who struggled finding even anything. <clears throat> Me. Well, what about you? What about you, Lily? So first, I struggled a lot. I wrote to different companies, emails, applied. They just rejected me. And then I just found on the website of MTU uh, um, this form to apply for pre-internship. So I applied and like, I forgot about it. And two months later, I just got an email like, yeah, we're in interested in you. And... So that was in March of this year. And I think the whole summer I just did my eight weeks of internship. So I guess I guess the theme with finding a pre-internship is perseverance. Well, just yeah, keep yeah. keep applying to things and eventually, you know, something will work out and uh and it's a it's a it's a nice relief of stress when that does work. But I think uh, another factor that we don't think about is that once you do get into the degree, you have to do a um an internship during the fifth semester. And that's when it's really useful to have had some prior experiences at the university. So whether it's student groups or heavy positions at chairs, personally, I think that one way that I got 
my position um, at for my internship or my working student job is because I had already worked at the chair in the same field. And um, so they knew that I wasn't going to start from zero. So I think the general theme is perseverance that you just keep applying. And at some point, some something will stick. Also, maybe make sure to, to have someone else look over your CV, um, see what they think about it. Um, and obviously always writing a nice letter of motivation, which really reflects who you are. Um, I think that's a good way to stand out in a crowd of CVs. So yeah, perseverance, make sure you write your, your documents well, and um, maybe some, some prior experiences and small things will also help you. 100%. And as, I mean, a lot of people, since a lot of people don't have the pre-internship, doing how many is it? 14 weeks during the semester but, is yeah. a lot, of course. I mean, we don't have 14 weeks of holidays where we can put that. We barely have six. Um, so... It is, like you mentioned, a good chance to maybe work at a chair or find a back student position Um, because that is something you can also count as your internship and working somewhere over a longer period of time might give you the opportunity to go along with a project for more time, properly work yourself into it. And like Kirian said, I mean, it's also good for later. You get to see different fields, get to experience how it is actually working in the industry and on the topics that we learn in the lectures. And also, I think one thing to point out that many people might not realize that I didn't realize before the semester was that um, in the fifth semester, things quiet down a lot and you don't have all the time pressure and you don't have all the lectures that you did in the first four semesters. So personally, I found that, you know, now this semester, I really do have the time to take out, whether it's 15 or 20 hours a week to work at a company as a working student. And because of that, you know, I already had my pre-internship requirements, but if you're lucky enough to start working in a place where you can fill out two of the three uh, categories that you you need to um, check off, that that's another option you can do, and and you can do that before you you start applying for your bachelor's thesis. So that's another thing to keep in mind is that you will have more time in the fifth semester than you do in the first uh, four semesters to um, really put some time into that. I would still recommend though the earlier. That's that's something very valuable I learned is that. In the second semester, instantly, I, I went, like, there was a fair where a bunch of chairs presented themselves. I just went there and talked to a bunch of research chairs, and they were like, hey, so if you ever want to work at our chair, yeah. for sure. And I remember thinking to myself, okay, I don't know anything. Um, let me not start working on the chair because I'm unqualified. But then I go to the chair, the guy asked me, do you know what aluminum is? I was like, yes, you are hired. And I was like, oh, that that is pretty uh, low requirement no, because... In that sense, you are workforce, but you, you know, the you, the the university exactly you learning and you yeah. learning benefits them in some sense as well. Like they're basically raising a new generation of 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 competent engineers. So I think really the earlier you sort of just doing bar or a student job, maybe manage your time and everything to make sure that you pass the GOPs. But the earlier you start, the more you'll realize how much greatness it will give to you if you start working on projects on actual hand and hand things. So really. And- to this. That's, that's always my advice to the first semester students is that the first semester I would really just focus on passing your, your exams because the second, you know, for, from people that I've seen, if you start and fail one of your GOPs or both of them, you're going to be yeah. struggling a lot uh, coming forward. And you can spend a lot of time on whether it's, so HIVI positions for people who don't know are what's called Wissenschaftliche Hilfskräfte, which are research assistants to PhD candidates at chairs. And you can do a lot of great work there. 
it's not always necessarily guaranteed, or I don't think that in theory that these positions count for pre-internship, um, but it is great experience that you just gather, um, which a lot of people, other uh, a lot of your other students in, in your course won't have. Um, so I definitely do recommend taking part in those things, and you meet a lot of cool people, and you learn a lot of cool stuff, but personally, I would definitely wait until the second semester Make sure you got those GOPs out the way, and then you can f focus on whatever you find most interesting. So that's the topic of internships, right? But another thing that we have in common is that we both started, and we're both at different points in our degrees, uh, studied in a tent, and more specifically, a beer tent, uh, which was placed initially for us because of Corona, so that we could all sit nice and far apart. And now for you guys, because we want everyone to be here in Gassing together on, on the same campus. So I guess, It'd be interesting to see whose tent, if this is even a question, is better or was better. So w w I'd like you to make your first point of why your tent, your tent max, is better than ours. Ours is better because it's statically determined and it doesn't fall apart when there's a store. Okay, so that's that's one thing that we have to point out about ours is that when it uh, was very windy, there was a small chance that the projector would fall on someone's head. It never happened. <laughs> That's true. But it it felt like that was a possibility. Yeah, Professor Horner was holding a lecture, and we were all very excited. He looks at the projector, and he sees that the screen is wobbling back and forth and back and forth. He looks back at the audience, looks back at the projector, and he's like, maybe we'll just move that to next week. Probably enough for today. Okay, what, what, what would you say is, is our benefit that we had? We had very comfortable seats. We had, we had extremely, extreme seats. It was like you were sitting like a king. Actual, on, on actual desk chairs. Something that if you had at home, you'd be like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah. I'd buy this for myself. Yeah, yeah, no. Well, you know, at least we get the real Bavarian experience. Yes. We should all come like in a Dindel and Dederhosen one day. Exactly. Yeah. For the ones who missed Oktoberfest, this is, you know, right. this is how you catch all the international the people here. Practically <laughs> the same thing. Okay. All right. Then what's what's your what's your benefit? What's your take? Well, it is quite warm now, now that the heating is fixed. Sure. You don't freeze yeah. anymore. Ours, yeah, ours, was quite nice. <laughs> ours was Actually, we had we had heating as well, but there was always, um, let me say this in nice terms, um, some people who would always walk, go to the bathroom and just have the door wide open both sides i don't know how they managed they they maybe went out the wrong way and walked back and then went one door open so i think there was heating and then we just had wind going through the entire thing so i, I think there was heaters but well in doors were open all the time so i, I wouldn't say that this is a benefit from our tentamax but definitely having to walk 10 minutes through the mud and snow it it toughens you you know <laughs> and it's and it's just something it's something that these generations they just don't I have anymore i wanted to say that our um advantage is that it's directly next to the underground yeah but i wouldn't really consider it's that a bonding experience think about this it really you and your friends you know right right then when, when when you're in the tents you know like all these people right next to the stop so as soon as the lecture ends everyone just rushes out into the thing exactly but for us it's like we are here as a community we 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 have to walk this path your code it's like when you go on a long hike with your friends or like even with a stranger, you'll end up being a friend after that hike because you you just are so close proximity all the time. It's 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 like an experience, really. It is. I I feel like there's nothing that toughens someone up as much as walking in the rain and mud back ten minutes from the Tentamux, and it's something that I will cherish for the rest of my life. Yeah, it's pretty special.
Well, it's definitely clear who the winner yeah, is. Right? I mean, because uh, I'm not sure. Well, you know, we have it pretty cushy. I have to say. But... Yeah. Okay. I mean, I'd, I'd we have a Christmas tree now. Did you guys we had, had a Christ- two Christmas trees? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> one in each hall. One in each hall. <laughs> yeah. No, so I definitely think that we've uh, just as we won the quiz, we also won. The yeah. Tantamax. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure. The emotional var- value that the old Tantamax carries cannot be beaten by the new Tantamax, but in objective measures, the new Tantamax is better. So this leads us to the end of the episode. We want to thank our listeners again for, you know, listening to us for a year now, um, putting up with us talking so much. Um, So, yeah, we want to obviously thank you and also wish you happy holidays, enjoy, um, and actually take a break. Um, I think everyone needs that every once in a while.